So a colleague of ours here in the Wellington newsroom approached me today, showed me a photo. They were at the pub over the weekend and someone else at the pub had bought their dog, which is not unusual, but they also brought their cat. Brought their cat to the pub? They took their dog and their cat to the pub and the cat sat under the table with the dog and just and went to sleep like a dog would. And you've seen a photo of this, have you? I saw a photo, and in fact, it was quite uh, it was quite unsettling because yeah. the cat was staring directly down the camera. <laughs> but the photo was taken from across the other side of the room. Cats always know. Cats always know. But yeah, cat in a jacket as well, matching jacket to the dog. <laughs> I was just. Is the cat on a lead? Yes, cats on leash, on like body harness leads. Cats don't cats don't belong on on leads. Well, do you, you know? take McNulty for a walk around the block every now and again? I will actually tell you that um, when we first got McNulty. We did get a leash for her because I'd, I'd never owned a cat before, you know. And so, I, but you like, do people walk these things? <laughs> the amazing thing about this is that uh, colleague they said the cat was so chill, like was not phased at all by the fact that we're in a very busy pub. Anyway, bit sidetracked. We could keep going about this all episode. So, uh, kia ora, This is News. I'm Emil, and I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. The BBC presenter accused of what's best described as completely inappropriate behaviour with a number of young people has been named. So how did this all come about? Then the official cash rate was not changed yesterday. So what do you need to know today? We've got some answers to the question, how do I stop my brain from whirring when it's bedtime? Sometimes it's honestly like talkback radio in my own head. And plus, for the second time this year... Fun Fact Thursday. Fun Fact Thursday. Or Fun Fact Thursday, depending on... Oh, yeah. Don't know which one I prefer. But anyway, we've got all that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. So in the small hours of the morning New Zealand time, the BBC presenter in the midst of a scandal has been named, as Jess told us in the headlines. He is Hugh Edwards. Producer Jono is with me and he's going to explain to us uh, how we got here and why this matters. Kia ora Jono, who is Hugh Edwards? Why did all of this become such a big deal? Hugh Edwards is the BBC's main newsreader for their primetime bulletin, so BBC 6 and 10. He's legitimately a really, really big deal in the UK media scene. He has been on TV for what seems like a hundred years. Um, he's very, very high profile. This is the man who announced the death of the Queen to the UK. Like, he's their heavy hitter. He's their big gun. He's the one they bring in for those huge events. And he anchors all of those main bulletins. So he is legit really high profile. Now, these accusations, allegations, they've been swirling around all week. Uh, how did he eventually get named? So his wife, Vicky, actually put out a statement. Uh, so there has been lots of speculation online over the past week as to who this is. And we've had numerous BBC presenters ruling themselves out of being the person in question here. But um, Hugh Edwards' wife put out a statement uh, overnight New Zealand time. And she said, in light of the recent reporting regarding the BBC presenter, inverted commas, I'm making this statement on behalf of my husband, Hugh Edwards, after what have been five extremely difficult days for our family. I'm doing this primarily out of concern for his mental well-being and to protect our children. And we also understand now that he's in mental health care. 
Yeah, Hugh Edwards has been quite open about his battles with depression prior to this whole kind of saga unfolding. And a bit more from his wife's statement, she says that he's suffering serious mental health issues and the events of the last few days have greatly worsened matters. He suffered another serious episode and he's now receiving inpatient hospital care and he'll stay there for the foreseeable future. Vicky Flynn also goes on to say that once he's well enough to do so, Hugh Edwards intends to respond to the stories that have been published. Um, He was first told there were allegations being made against him last Thursday, and he was due to appear on the BBC's One Show, which is like a primetime, like a little bit like Seven Sharp or the Project kind of show. Uh, And he was pulled from that appearance really, really last minute, which sparked a lot of the speculation. And there was a police investigation into these allegations. That's wrapped up. The police were investigating because it was unclear initially if Hugh Edwards had actually been in touch with the young people at the centre of this and soliciting pictures from them when they were under the age of 18. So just to be clear, in the UK, the age of consent for having sex is 16, but you can't share images of someone under the age of 18 because that qualifies as child porn. So had he been soliciting images from someone who was under the age of 18, then he would have been uh, breaking the law. Now, um, the police have released a statement again overnight, uh, so in the early hours New Zealand time, saying at this time there is no evidence that any criminal offences have been committed. There are no ongoing inquiries being carried out by police. However, should evidence of criminality or safeguarding issues be identified at any point in the future, then they will be investigated. Now, we've had more allegations kind of come out over the last couple of days about this whole saga, so it's unclear whether there is more to come. The Sun, the newspaper which broke the story, is defending its reporting. It says it never alleged any criminality. It was more reporting on like a media scandal rather than alleging that anything had been done in breach of the law. Very, very messy week indeed. Indeed. Your fun fact, Thursday hit is still coming up, but remember, you get to take part in all of this. So make sure you're following us on Instagram so you can place your vote on whose fun fact you preferred. Search Newsable NZ. We're also on TikTok under that same handle. And you can also email us, newsable at stuff.co.nz. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week, we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture, and more. You'll also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So, for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Time now to chat economics and a bit of a switch up this week. Our regular correspondent for The Pulse, BNZ's chief economist, Mike Jones, he's away. He's left us. Slacker. I know, but you know what we've only gone and done? We asked his boss to come and join us instead. <laughs> so BNZ's head of research, Stephen Topless, big boots to fill Stephen. Kia ora, welcome to the show. Hi, hi. First up, all anyone's talking about right now, of course, is the official cash rate announcement. Nothing's changed. It remains at 5.5%. What's the Reserve Bank trying to tell us here? Can you read the tea leaves a bit? Yeah, I mean, the last um, monetary policy statement, they basically told us they thought they'd done enough, that interest rates needed to go no higher. 
There's a bit of debate in the markets about whether they would hold to that view or not. And what they've done today is just slammed their foot down and said, you know, we've told you, we mean it, mm. and rates are not going anywhere fast. What does this mean, Stephen, for you know the issues that are keeping Kiwis up at night? You know, it's, it's servicing the mortgage, feeding the family, keeping the car fueled up. Will this have a direct impact on that, or is it not a straight line? Yeah, there's sort of good and bad news, if you like. The, the, the good news is that there's a reasonable chance that you've seen the peak in your mortgage rate. I say reasonable chance because there's still a little bit of upward pressure there because bank funding costs are going up, but the big increases are behind you. Yes, there might be another 25 or 50 basis points. Not forecasting that, but it's it's conceivable. So that's the good news. That the, the bad news, of course, is that that's not going to come down anytime soon. And so we're going to have to sort of adjust to living with these levels of interest rates for quite a while. We've seen 12 consecutive increases. Now it's uh, stayed the same. Are you saying we're not going to see the official cash rate get cut anytime soon? Don't think so. Um, you know, it's... Bear in mind that the Reserve Bank is targeting inflation at 2%. It's well above that at the moment. And, and it will take quite a long time before A, it gets there, and B, the Reserve Bank is convinced that it can keep it there. And until they wake up one morning and say, we've got this completely beaten and inflation's going to go to 2% and we've got nothing to worry about, then interest rates will tend to be higher than what we might like. Uh, Stephen Topless, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Remember, if you are enjoying what you're hearing, chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform and get some usable goodness delivered to your device without lifting a finger six days a week. Trying to think of an elegant segue into talking about sleep from that, but I can't really. You and I, though. Brilliant piece on the conversation. A brilliant piece of the conversation, yeah. There you go. It is, isn't it? It's a good read. Yeah. About how to tune out the... The worries and the because we have very different sleep schedules. Don't we, we do, we do. You're a lark. Preferred nine thirty p.m. Nine thirty. Oh my god. In bed reading. Lights out at ten. Yeah, lights out between ten ten thirty. Ten ten thirty, and then you're yeah. up at what half past five six. Oh, nine. not half past five. Let's not be silly. Ten past six, my alarm goes off. Ten past six. What about you? You've got unhealthy sleeping habits and it makes me anxious. I, see, I think that's an unhealthy sleeping habit. Why? Nobody needs to be up at 10 past 6 in the morning. It's ridiculous, honestly. I do my laundry oh, in the morning. It's disgraceful. Uh, uh, Great nah. life hack. No, I, I, I go to bed between 12 and 1 and then I'm up at about half past 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? At night? Yeah. I'm having me time. Oh. Reading or watching a show or, or playing a game or playing music. Part of the reason that I tend to go to bed late is that I hate the feeling of lying in bed, not being able to get to sleep. And I had a lot of that mm. in my adolescence. I, I, I would quite often do that, sort of lie there for hours on end, just tossing and turning. Yeah. And that's one of the big things in this piece is that a thing that keeps you awake is worry, right? Mm, a lot of worry. And there's tips. This is what I found really interesting. Some people are like, get a notebook and, and write down all of the worries. And I'm like, that that then requires turning the light yeah, on. Don't make me do work. Which is only going to wake me up even more. But in this piece, it's recommended to try replay a fond memory movie or TV show. And I'll tell you what I do. I pretend, <laughs> don't know if I should be sharing this. I pretend I'm in exclusively the fruit and veggie section of the supermarket. And I walk around the fruit and veggie section of the supermarket in my head. And before you know it, ding, 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 it's 6.10 and my alarm's going off. 
What are some of the other top tips in this piece? They say, only go to bed if you are feeling sleepy. If you're not feeling sleepy, delay getting into bed. I love being in bed, though. This is an interesting one. Um, If you are still awake after about 15 minutes in bed, get out of bed and go to another room. Do something else relaxing until you're feeling sleepy again, and then go back to bed and keep doing this if you're not falling asleep within 15 minutes of getting, getting to bed. Fascinating, that one. I just simply don't agree. Also, avoid long daytime naps. Yep, that makes sense. And, yeah, that's uh, fair. This is a, a, a good one. Get out of bed at the same time every morning, no matter how much you slept the night before. Give it a hone. Test it out over the long weekend. See if you can get a little bit of extra or better quality shut-eye. And I'm telling you, the supermarket trick works. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about that got to journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. That, that, I think Chris, that, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. Nothing if in there. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most wonderful time of the week. Oh, yeah. Although it's not, but it is. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the last day of the working week. Yes. So that even it's Thursday. means it's Fun Fact Thursday or Fun Fact Thursday. Uh, Which one do you like better? I think Fun Fact Thursday. Fun Fact Thursday. Fun Fact Thursday. It feels a bit South London, doesn't it? Yeah, big time. A little bit Cockney. Yeah. Fun Fact Thursday. Uh, I won last week. You did. Remember, we put our results up these days on Instagram. Yes. So make sure you go check that out when you want to see who won. We actually just won. did a wee omnibus thing because we, yeah. we, 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 didn't, um, we didn't do it for a couple of weeks. We I wasn't going to tell them, but now you have. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is my favourite. Um, Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. uh, starred in a porn movie. Like at the beginning of his career? Yeah, yeah. But, but before Sylvester Stallone was a famous actor, he was a not very famous actor. And in 1970, he didn't have much money and he got kicked out of his apartment and he was at a very tough uh, stage in his life. So he accepted $200, which is about $1,500 today, to star in a porn movie. And it was released later that year. The title of the movie was uh, The Party at Kitty and Studs. Is he stud? <laughs> He's definitely not Kitty. <laughs> But um, the funny thing here is that um, so Sylvester Stallone obviously he made Rocky in in 1976 and became very famous. Mm. But the owners of the movie that he was in they decided to re-release it in theaters after he got famous. But they gave it a new name. Do you know what the new name is? No. It's the Italian Stallion. <laughs> okay. So fun fact. Despite basically everything else. With the goodness of time, going faster, more advanced. Planes travel slower today than they did 20, 30 years ago. What, like your normal plane? Yeah. Or your Boeings? And... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like your flight takes longer today than it would have done what? Like in the 90s, the 80s or the 70s. Are you serious? How come? I am serious. Well, it's all to do with uh, being more economical and saving fuel, essentially. Right, yeah. So, for example... A flight from Madrid to Barcelona. <laughs> to what, sorry? <laughs> to Barcelona. To Barcelona. In 1995, it did take 55 minutes. Today, it takes an hour and 15. 
It's simply down to just shaving minutes sometimes is what it used to, like initially is what it, what it started off with, is just slowly shaving minutes off in order to save on fuel. JetBlue and Ryanair in the UK are rumoured to have saved $13.6 million a year by flying two minutes slower each year during each hour of airtime. So since 2008, they've been doing that. And it's around 13 million in savings. Genuinely interesting, that one. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone's fledgling born career goes up against planes flying slower now than they did back in the day. Head to our Instagram and vote for your favourite fun fact. We are there at Newsable NZ. But that is us for today. But we've. It's not the end of the content, though, is it, Mo? It's not the end of the content. Join us tomorrow because it's Matariki, so we're going to be back with a special edition to Mark Matariki. Make sure you follow us on your favourite podcast platform to get that delivered straight to your phone when you wake up. That's Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Was this episode of Newsable usable? Then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz support.